following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favourite actors and actresses would rather forget they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always are my co-hosts. She has been hiding out in a catamaran after being threatened with a wobbly bit of piping. It's Bernadette. I don't know who sent the invitation, but it sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, because it was a pie. And <laughs> he is allegedly a master of Greco-Roman wrestling and looks great in a leotard. It's James. Everyone looks great when they've got an electric cattle prod. The prod master 3000. <laughs> flexible shaft. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the lesser known shaft film. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hallmark of Great and on Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness. Uh, or you can email us through at Hallmark of Greatness at gmail.com. How are we all doing? It's warm, isn't it? Very warm. All of a sudden as well. well I've actually all the doors and windows so we don't get external sound leaking in. And uh, yeah, it's automatically gone from nice and cold to sweating up a storm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you all for, for the warm birthday wishes, by the way. That was much oh, yeah. appreciated. Yeah. Uh, I got I got given a book by my partner's brother, who's also confusingly called James. Um, that's from 1390, and it's called The Form of Curry. Um, and uh, I thought you might like to hear some of the recipes that are in it. I, I'll, I'll read one. <laughs> this is I haven't got a jingle for <laughs> James's recipe. <laughs> it's amazing because each recipe has a kind of like Bob Mortimer, you know, like and release and it's always <laughs> and serve it forth take rabbits and smite them to pieces <laughs> you have been smoked parboil <laughs> them and draw them with a good broth with almonds blanched and braid do therein sugar do do, do therein, therein. Yeah, I don't like that that sounds rude with powdered ginger and boil it and the flesh therewith flour it with sugar and then with powdered ginger and serve it for. And there'll be another one of those next week. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. A lot of sugar and ginger on a rabbit. Yeah. It took me a while to, that it was actually a rabbit because they've got weird names. It's like a Keningis or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why would you put sugar and ginger on a rabbit? It's being candied rabbit. Anyway. Fuck knows. Because you said the other day that rabbits have like negative calories, so you have to have something else. No, they're not negative calories. They're just zero nutrition. No, oh, right, right, okay. Uh, God, all a... them rabbits I've been eating. No wonder I've got fat. <laughs> no, there was genuinely like a load of um, Canadian loggers or something died in such and such a time because all they ate was rabbit and they died of like lack of yeah, poisoning or something. Yeah. yeah. You, need okay. some, you need to have some leeks. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, general stuff. In that recipe book, it's spelled geese as in G-E-E-S because they haven't formalised any spelling. It's all yeah, I like it's the a wild ride. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> In no way related to that is <laughs> this week's film. 1986's Never Too Young to Die. Starring a very young John Stamos and a very weird Gene Simmons. <laughs> uh, your synopsis, please, James. Never Too Young to Die, 1986. 
In order to save her father's calico fabric dyeing business, uh, young Jacintha Spoonworthy enters the workplace under the assumed name of John Johnson, complete with a mustache and full array of locker room talk. Incidents in CU clothes are made and thieves are exposed. That, that sounds very <laughs> sounds very familiar to the last Hallmark of Greatness one we did, actually. Uh, which poster did you look at? I went for the one where it's just the two of them with a gun and, like, the backlight. Yeah. It's yeah. cracking. She's in a wedding dress for some reason. <laughs> well, yeah. John meets Mary at a discotheque and they're enjoying a night of frivolity until the night takes a sinister turn. Where the revelers are hunted down and killed. Oh, Mary... I would what? Oh, sorry. Go no, go on. <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that. That sounds very much like there is a there is a, a, a... yeah. Go on. Uh, John and Mary must team up and find out who is behind it all. But Mary has a secret. Can she even be killed? Oh. Because I put the white dress as she was an angel. Oh, you just uh. want Fabio up there again? <laughs> no, seriously. Because I didn't read anything about it. I just went straight to the poster and I thought, right, I'll write it from that. I mean, yeah, I think, it's called, I think it's called Green Room, where like a punk band end up getting chased around by a lot of Nazis trying to kill them from a couple of years back. Quite good. Uh, I would watch the crap out of that. That sounds ace. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like the purge in a nightclub in Solvivo. Solvivo. The actual synopsis for Never Too Young to Die. A top secret agent is murdered. So his estranged son, a high school gymnast, teams up with his dad's attractive female partner to stop the psychopathic hermaphrodite gang leader, that's all the words, who killed him and now plans a major terrorist attack with Freddy Krueger. Stargrove. Thank you, Lord, young man. Thank you. Oh, there are from time to time some small assignments. The new American hero. Go! Where have you been shooting lately? Libya? The finest disc. You mean the one that your father sent? He inherited all of his father's enemies. <laughs> and just one of his friends. John Stamos is Stargrove. I have a new job. Well, I think I'm falling in love. Vanity is Donja. Give me the dip! Any idea who could be behind this? Ragnar. Gene Simmons <laughs> is Ragnar. Yeah! Trade a wet kiss for this? The Sting of Death. We're hot. Where the red starts turning into the blue main. I'm impressed. You really are a star girl. Excuse me. Oh, shoot. The only one standing between life and death in a brave new world. Stargrove, never too young to die. I think we should do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, mate, this is an amazing <laughs> film. 
I don't know who it was aimed at or what it was trying to rip off, but the stunt work alone is tremendous. Everyone rides motorbikes. I've got horses on them. There's a high turnover of motorbikes in here. And I have to say to anybody, anybody who's as unlikely as it may be, is a hermaphrodite who is listening in. Just buckle in for this film. Anything we say is not besmirching you. This film is very confusing in its approach to to androgyny. It gets increasingly striking. Towards the end, it it gets very sort of abusive. Well, I'm a whole man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're neither one thing or the other. Um, Let's get into it. We open on what appears to be a quarry. Because it's cheap to film and you can blow as much stuff up as you want in a quarry. Everyone's shouting, Ragnar! We have a camera pan across the city to a Mario <laughs> tube first. The Mario tube is ah, where okay. the quarry That's is. That's like weirdly underground or something. Um, and yeah, there's a load of uh, like sort of desert punks or marauders or whatever you'd call them. Yeah, there's, there's an issue here because. A lot is going to centre on the town's water supply, but there are actually flames coming out of the ground. So I think that's, I don't know, a uh, fucking concern. The worries in water at this point. When, when fire comes out of the ground, <laughs> that's the, their water shall be found. Yes. Yeah. That's one from your book. Uh, Ragnar, <laughs> Ragnar um, addresses this band of punks. Uh, does anybody know what he says at the outset? I, What's his first generally, line? I was just like, oh my God, it's like a bad, Dr. Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror. I know, I imagine him going, how do you do I'm why? being summoned. I'll <laughs> stick my tongue in your mouth. <laughs> he's, at this point, yeah, he's, he's channeling, I put, Tom Baker, uh, one of the early Doctor Whos, and 70s Dylan. Um, and he opens with My Little Turd Balls, which, interestingly, and I'm going to put this in very early, I was watching this with Finnish subtitles because that was... Yeah, I couldn't get rid of the Finnish subtitles on mine. Oh, yeah. So that comes out as Omat Piku Koko Palaloxi, which is amazing that we've got... The the Finnish must be so confused by this He has a weird thing of calling his punk followers, like, horrible names all the way through it, which I guess is supposed to be like an S&M thing, but he's really more into it than they are. Just as soon as the fighting starts, a lot of them fuck off straight away. Very slowly, they fuck off. <laughs> yeah. As is tradition. Uh, yeah. So That's you've got Gene Simmons in like a... Imagine this, if you will. Gene Simmons in a Scouser wig uh, and like a, a sparkly leotard leather jacket looking like a bad Frankenfurter impression. Looking like a non-union um, Tim Curry. Yeah. yeah. And they bring out some woman tied to a cross and put her in a hole. And they're yeah. after the R disc, K disc, disc. Ram K, Ram that K was it. Is the, yeah. the, the disc, yeah. I've noticed at this point that one of the punk's shirts says Keith. <laughs> I mean, it's a punk, <laughs> you know. It can't all be called Spike. <laughs> what we've got to kind of consider at this point, and you've touched on this a little bit, is that. Gene Simmons is the only person that really cares about this film and is right up here. It's 100% in terms of intensity levels. all the Everyone way through it, yeah. Way well, apparently now he hates this film. And he's like, I, yeah. and he's like, I was terrible in that film. I'm like, you're kind of the best thing in it for me. 
Yeah. Best one, isn't it? Yeah. Especially with your stick on beard. He did his best. If he wasn't in it, it would no. not have been the same. He said that, and, and this is bleeding into James' facts, but he did say that he got the script for this and didn't realise like there was a second page and that he was actually supposed to be two people. And, and, and even one of those people is like, got different personalities and stuff like that. It's just, it's a mess. And he just picked it up and then re- realised his error and just had to roll with it. I, but think, he, I, think, great. I think he... I was going to say an amazing job. Yeah, a yeah. show-stopping job. So they, they put her in this ditch, point. and they're like, where's the disc? And she's like, I'll never tell you. And then he notices that in one of one of her earrings contains this weird logo, sigil thing. So he rips that out, and then they all go, give her the finger! Ooh! <laughs> <The moving> finger! <laughs> Ooh, but he has undone her. He has undone her clothes with the finger beforehand. Yeah. And he's got one like metallic fingernail that's razor sharp. But during non-murder scenes, he's not got like a cork on it because that's just going to lead to accidents, isn't it? When you go to the toilet or whatever. He does because in like the final showdown scene, he like unsheathes his finger from. I mean, don't look at me like that. The new Earth is going to get a lot of wear. I can't see what it is. <laughs> you must have like a kind of finger scabbard or something. I don't know. It's just like all oh, drag queens have one deadly finger. And you just got to be really careful. Uh, well, he's not a drag queen. He is a hermaphrodite. Well, at first, you don't oh, know that, he's yeah. that. He's half a drag queen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> half just, a drag queen, half a drag king. <laughs> they've written, yeah, they've written this character that's a hermaphrodite. Without any knowledge of what that entails. Also gender-bending yeah. and also tries to get off with everyone with the, the massive jeans on his tongue. I don't know how anyone would be into that. But he goes, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. So, he recognises yeah, the sigil as the work of Stargrove, his nemesis. And then he finger set to death Ooh. while all the crowds <sighs> look on and cheer. <laughs> Fucking hell. I thought his murderous finger is way better than Dieter's thumb from the last film that we watched. A lot of, of hand-based murder. <laughs> yeah, he... It's not the type mm. of No, he, he stabs her in the throat with his sharp finger. And she dies. They all cheer. And then we cut to the opening of the film Jim Carter, it would appear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very varsity, isn't it? As a campus, there's sort of people mooching around, um, and 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 it's it's the younger Stargrove. So you're sort of like, oh, it can't be this Stargrove. See, just having a book about stuff. on a trampoline. I was on that trampoline. <laughs> um, I think they 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 put a lot of money into this. One it of is the things the I is that the the gym master. I don't, I don't know what the term for it is. The gym instructor? Oach. Gym master is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very tired. Um, he isn't very helpful at all. Uh, one of his instructions is, whirl it, Stargrove, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, whirl it. Do the whirly dilly. Get good. Whirl it. That's very technical, like, gymnastics term. <laughs> Oh, that's good whirling on the trampoline. <laughs> it's like your PE teacher, isn't it? How do we want to introduce the song? Because the song is a uh, not this. I've been humming this all day. I've just worked out how to play it on guitar. It's fucking beautiful. Head to the danger zone. Yeah, it's a monumental piece of cheese. It's it's amazing. 
I love it. Uh, but all this is happening while he's people are doing stuff on the pommel horse. He's jumping about on a trampoline. Two lads are having a wrestle, a Greco-Roman wrestle on the floor. Flying like he's never flying like he's never oh, flown. Bro. Running through yeah, a danger bro. zone. <laughs> are you gonna yeah, stand bro. alone? No more rhymes, so. <laughs> Couldn't get a fourth one out of that, no. Um, yeah. uh, two, the two wrestling lads are looking at him going, oh, you should do a more manly sport, like wrestling. And he goes, nah, you're all right. And like, does that boink up their face thing and walks past. And everyone goes, wow, he's a cool dude. <laughs> and they never appear again. I thought he is they nemesis. Were gonna, like, nope. appear somewhere. In fact, there's a lot of characters introduced in this first, like, establishing bit with the university and everything. It's, it's got, like, a kind of animal nope. house. All we, all we care about is, is, is uh, his best friend, who is a poor man's non-union data from the Goonies. What's he called? Cliff. Yep, real name, yes. Peter Kwong. We've got a Kwong in the house. You're never more than five feet from Kwong a Kwong. in the house. Uh, <laughs> Who is his, basically his budget version of Q throughout this film? Uh, he yeah. gives him his yeah. latest invention, which is some chewing gun with a tracking device in it. So you have to chew the chewing gum with the chip in there. No, he cheats in his exam in the thingy and, he, and yeah. Cliff gives him something and he's got a little Casio watch. That's oh yeah, that end. was during the, during the star growth though, that, all that wasn't it? Are we not still on that? In the sort of like yeah, in the in the, in the in the coda, <laughs> repeat the fade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the in the, the third movement of the Yeah, I couldn't work out what exactly was going on there. So lucky I was like, "Why has got a Casio watch?" I'm telling him numbers. Because it's like stuff like yeah, counting down and everything. Right, that's so he's cheating at his math exams with Cliff's help. Because uh, Cliff is like a weird, obviously stereotype nerd. He's got yeah. a computer on with a load of um, gibberish on it. He gives him this. He's got the fire blazer, which he introduces yeah, fairly apparently... doors, which he says is a, a combination of lasers, a sling, and a explosive petrol. But what it really looks like. It looks like is two super soakers together. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, oh, I've perfected it now, so it won't explode and kill us all. I'm all right, Cliff, to be honest, mate. I'll just use a regular gun if that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, why is he not on some sort of list or something? It was the 80s. It was before. I like he was. I do feel like he's a very recognisable character. He's like that weird kid at school who's always trying to hold back yeah. his cookbook. He was that, that sort of kid, well, he's, yeah. he's clearly the genius of, uh, of, of the operation with this. He's invented, yeah, a bugging device that's in some, it looks like gum. Um, and I've put that Cliff, it seems to proper fancy him because he like puts a lot of emotional investment in this man that just Lance, Lance Stargrove. I've, I've called him Starlad from now on to distinguish him from his dad. Stargrove Senior. Uh, who we cut to? Who we cut Star to? Because uh, he's like, <laughs> oh, I don't see my dad. He works for an oil company. Yeah, all he does is he sent a yes. care package 
and Cliff has got something back by at least, you know, yeah. stealing his stuff. white chocolate with almonds. His dad troubleshoots for a big oil company, which is yeah. immediate red flags. <laughs> Even if that was a legitimate job, that yes. would be terrifying. Uh, well, <laughs> he says Libya, Libya, which was the hotbed of terrorist activity at the time. Uh, and then everything feels rather sad. <laughs> well, yeah, he's like, my dad never did anything with me. I've not seen him for years. He's kind of a jerk. And we cut to his dad, who is George fucking Lazenby, everyone. <laughs> Clearly phoning this in, doing it for the pay packet. And he is running about in an abandoned steel mill, it looks like. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be the hydroelectric dam, but it, I, don't, I don't know. It's just generic pipes. Yeah. There were a lot of pipes, yeah. so yeah. Uh, the industrial yeah. zone uh, with Crystal Maze. Richard O'Brien said it up <laughs> at some point. And he's with a man who could clearly stick on beard. <laughs> oh, they tried. They spent all the money on the explosions the event, of which so. there are many. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, don't speak so loud, your beard will fall off. And another random man who we don't care about. He comes out with a few interesting pieces of dialogue, such as Showtime <laughs> Citizens and Follow the leader. <laughs> All of these Clearly, men have right. been wearing red jackets from Star Trek because you knew they weren't yeah. going into They the reach a dead end, and so they get some C4, which is just blue tack. They blue tack it to the wall. They put a, uh, like an LED <laughs> torch in there, but apparently C4 is in no way sticky. So it falls off the wall. George Lazenby has to run round the corner puts it back on, and then nearly explodes himself. And everyone's like, wow, you're a hero. And I'm like, it still would have blown a hole in the wall from the ground. Like, how much room do you need to squeeze through, ladies and gentlemen? It's like he doesn't know no, what no. he's doing. I mean, both in terms of acting, but also the character. It's <laughs> multi-layered. They didn't, they didn't get... No, no, this is this peak. is <laughs> he's, he's doing this to play tangible, isn't he? Uh, but then the man with the fake beard attacks <laughs> yeah. Stardad. And shoots him in the leg with his Uzi that only fires one bullet at a time, despite being, uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the point of it? Lazenby gets all jam up his leg, <laughs> and the beard guy runs off. So um, Star Dad and this other other guy spend a long time just tending to his wound. Yeah, they don't spend a lot of time. Um, Star Dad has shot up quite a bit from all of this as well. And he doesn't seem to notice until a little bit later on when it's convenient yeah. for plot reasons. Um, but yeah, and then the, the punks yeah. get and unleashed. Lee. A man and get unleashed. says, Loads it's a disco nightmare. <laughs> is Which is, I didn't pick up on not that. disco, is it? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is like, he talking about? It's in platforms and flares and stuff. I could be like, I'm on board with that. The disco strangler, yes. But they're clearly all Mad Max enthusiasts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he battles them by drawing them which they laugh at. They laugh at it because he draws it and then he shoots them. And they have a good old laugh at that umbrella yeah. as well. <laughs> oh, fuck it. And then he shoots them. So that's a lesson to anyone about laughing at umbrellas. And then he There's a lot of grenades thrown about and people jumping off what appears to be the set of Star Crash. But the, eventually the bulletproof <laughs> umbrella gives way. He tosses it aside, uh, makes a run for it. After cover me uh, to the other guy. The other guy goes to a hatch. He follows him in. Random guy. And then gets all mangled. Random guy has had his throat his slashed. Yeah. And then, dun dun dun. Ragnar appears. His spoilers. <laughs> 
<laughs> and chases down Stardad. And he's like, oh, my leg, it hurts. And then he literally shoots him with a gun so powerful, it makes Stardad do a complete 360 backflip. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which from that distance would have propelled Ragnar into I, a wall as well. On that basis, I assumed that it was a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> like Mars Flanders. At close range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's a funeral yep. scene after that. Yeah. He dead. Um, and an old lawyer who again nope, never seen again. come into it and, at all after that called Arliss. Which isn't <laughs> the real name. Consoles him, but he doesn't care anyway because he's too busy eyeing up a hot babe widow who's who's turned up to this funeral with a kind of like see-through black veil and she's in a got very a bra inappropriate on. clothes I mean, for a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> you can see her bra. That's not all you see in this film. <laughs> and a bit of leg. <laughs> yeah, and then I put is this shot done by Guns and Roses because it, really yeah, it's very. I'm surprised no one threw yeah. soil on the coffin and was like, yeah. But he gives him saying, "You own uh, a farm in I want to say Idaho now or something, Ohio." Sorry. Ohio. So he goes back to the dorm, and Cliff's like, "Oh, you're a farm man now. Let's go and check it out." Oh um, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a, like a cut to that farm as well, um, which has Uber a horse, horse. Um, some kind of big stable. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the hot babe who's um, who's parking the horse and has been watched through yeah, binoculars. Yeah, watched through binoculars. <laughs> Another trope. Yeah, takes the saddle off the horse, walks into a bar where ch- uh, into a barn where chickens descend from the ceiling. <laughs> well, that's where they hang out. Come on, up there. They come. They come flat. They can't get can't above they? head height. I'm sure. And the star oh, okay, chickens, yeah, maybe he's so, juiced them. Yeah. yeah. They've all got trampolines. <laughs> and then there's a man who's later revealed. <laughs> um, oh, I called him Wolfface because I'm sure she called him Wolfface. She calls him Wolfface. Right. Yeah. I thought it's like Kaiser Face <laughs> from Guardians. Hot Babe is, is called Danger, but will be referred to as Hot Babe. asking the clarity. <laughs> Oh, um, and she keeps ripping her clothes, so she is hot, yeah, babe, isn't both, she, really? Uh, in sexuality and temperature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about the 500 degree heat she's subjected to <laughs> later on. Uh, yeah, so um, this, this man walks into the stables wearing a bandana, a school belt buckle, and some sort of trouser braces that go up his front and round his neck. Yeah. And evil glare. That's, and he's uh, like... Ha 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 You're coming with us? Oh, wait, no, he wants the disc, does he? He wants the RAM disc. Yeah. He wants the RAM K. Everyone goes on it. That's all anyone's ever concerned they, about in this film. Uh, RAM because K, they need the RAM K to mix the nuclear waste with the town's drinking water. Yeah. Just yeah. polluting it forever. And the, the point of this actually is to get ransom. And they end up just yeah, doing well, it. Yeah, well, at that anyway. part, he's too far gone, aren't he? Yeah. Like, pyramids. Yeah, anyway. Might as, may as well just do it at this point. Uh, Ragnar's intention for doing that is because he wants gold, jewels, and money. And that's, that's all it. That's all he needs. Yeah, not power, not like, yeah, no. Uh, she says that she's got a nasty temper, although, as I pointed out, she looked, frankly, quite tired. Um, and he attacks the horse with a whip. 
or possibly a nunchuck, and then she leaps against the wall, <laughs> presses a button, and that wall swings <laughs> like a Scooby Doo <laughs> show a rack of guns, and then it spins around again, and she's yep. got an AK forty-seven. Was on the wrong side for that. She grabbed so one and she went round on the inside. It's like number wang, isn't it? Rotera das bro. Yeah. <laughs> your man, your man, star, star boy appears, and uh, the line, "I'm going to tenderize your butt." I'm not sure by. I think it's Pyramid Head who says it. Yeah, she calls him Wolfface. One of many insults. Half makes a run for it, and she goes, "Run, Black Star." which I think is where David Bowie got the title for his last album from. I'm not sure that horse is ever seen again because it's, it's an Uber horse, mate. It's just a lot of motorised equipment. It'll your go Uber where it's Two minutes away. Its name is Kenneth. Um, I must say, though, that there's a lot of lumping of explosive materials together in one place. A box of grenades. A fire starter. Because a box of grenades is near some I mean, gasoline. <laughs> Somebody told me that was a good idea. Barn, isn't it? Yeah. She must have missed the health and safety. Do not store your explosive that. next to other explosives. It's like... Oh, it's okay if you just pack some hay That's in between That's not flammable. The so, yeah, the barn <laughs> explodes. Her shirt opens up yeah. for some reason. She spent the, the whole the entire next scene walking about with no top on because she's got a slight cut on her arm or something. It's like, you don't need to. It's fine. It needs to breathe. They're walking around the house, well, his house now, I guess, which is his, his star dad's old house, with the world's loudest cricket jumping in the background. <laughs> it's got a nice a kitchen. Nice kitchen. I like that kitchen. Yeah. But the kitchen also um, comes with geez. kitchen gun. Pulled <laughs> <So laughs> up inside the uh, extractor fan, it's a full automatic rifle with scope and sight loaded, which is dangerous. Yeah. You couldn't fit that in my hood. Lengthways, but she pulls it downwards, yeah. And it'd be full of dust and grease. Dad <laughs> did a lot of cooking, they to are. be honest. He's... She takes oh. off her shirt for some reason. I think she's putting a plaster on her arm, as he said. And then she says, I'm going to find out everything I can about what happened to your daddy. Which is <laughs> yeah. a weird way to phrase it. Um, and then she shames him about having a complex relationship with his recently deceased dad before the kitchen yeah. siren goes car, off. A and car is she approaching. <laughs> she grabs the kitchen gun, but instead of putting her shirt on, she just carries it with her into the next room. Uh, she looks down the scope of the gun and sees that it's her handler or brothers. brothers. Yes. Yeah. Her brothers. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> I know. Isn't that the alligator name from Beano? Possibly. Um, and... yeah. But yeah, he pulls a... There's also... I've noticed that the house also has a shrine to the Buddha in front of a what appears to be a medieval tapestry, and everyone's very yes. careful around that, as though that is actually the owner's property and they don't want to damage it. It's also got a gun cabinet, so she walks Kitchen gun's got a sign on it, mate. All the other ones are shotguns in that gun cabinet, because when he opens uh, it randomly, just starts firing it later on. Brothers is like, we found out sort of what's happened, but we need you to fucking do some, some bullshit to further the plot of this film along. Oh, then we also get the... I think this is where we cut to... Is this where we first see Robert Englund? I, I don't know what he looks like. so I, I've, He's the, I've he's the tech this, guy who stood there going, we need the disc all the way through it. Because I'm fairly, sh I'm fairly sure he says, so. Thimble, Thimble, who's got the Thimble? 
which is not a, a, a song <laughs> or a rhyme anyone's ever done before ever either. And we're introduced by the um, brothers to Ragnar the Hermaphrodite. Yeah. Yep, he's gigging at some bar called. Uh, I've forgotten the name. Boundary or ignition. Don't think I've got it. Yeah. It I was going to say like incendiary. Incend- 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 yeah. The, the sign is very difficult to read because it's all neon. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but they turn it off when the acts are finished. And they all turn the, the horse sign ponies off. go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've put as well that Carruthers looks like um, he's got his own jazz club. He's just got like, this <laughs> really dodgy yeah. beard, boring hair. <laughs> nice. Um, she changes into some clothes for once, into some fake medieval armor. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, she's put her armor on. This whole central V stabbing section is left open. So, yeah. <laughs> she's but, fine. You're not going to die no, from a stab no, to the heart, no. are you? But her arms are very shoulders, covered. Have someone's eye out with that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's along, like, no, I have to do this on my own. But very easy to follow. <laughs> yeah, and I don't understand how he does follow her because he just seems to have outrun her. He's on a dirt bike, isn't he? Because he's there first. He oh, arrives on a dirt there. bike. It must be the first, yeah. first dirt bike. So many bikes. The first... that, that's the one yeah. that explodes. Yeah, he arrives later. on his dirt bike as she's walked into this this bar in the incendiary or whatever that looks like a fucking nightmare to get a drink in. Done it really, because <laughs> there's people riding bikes. Because it's yeah, a car park. It's a multi-story car park. There's people riding bikes around. There's people fighting everywhere. I'm like, this is a match. What? It's coming and have a quiet gin and tonic and a sit down, do me Sudoku. <laughs> My favourite bit is where she's in the lift with a guy on a bike. He just like burp 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 out of it. Yes. <laughs> oh, she's massively out of place in there in her medieval armour. Everyone else again. That, yeah. If you're not wearing a leather jacket, you're not invited. There's some graffiti on the wall that says Paul. Which would be you're about Paul and Keith. <laughs> First Keith. Keith, yeah. Uh, he gets served by a drag queen. And I quite Oh, like uh, Lily Savage has yeah. gone right downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does sassy very well. Uh, hot babe orders a Bloody Mary and a cigar. Yeah, because she's well armed. I don't know why he, he, he orders a loop job. Do we find uh, I don't know, is? but I think that's what got Lily. Uh, I think that's what got Lily Savage excited because she's like, "If you <laughs> does she even bring the drink?" I mean, I don't think she was great at her job. She might not have even been a waitress. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I got confused at this point because the crowd are shouting for Velvet, which is the performer's name, but I heard it as Helmet. I was like, I've got. It could either be the band helmet, or it could be the former chancellor of Germany, (laughs) Helmut Kohl, which would be interesting. Yeah. What a reference. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's uh, it's it's actually Ragnar in his uh, stage regalia. Um, I've put, why is this descended now yeah, into the drag race? Lots of pelvic thrusts. Because she lip synced for her life. Yeah. (laughs) Velvet spots. Uh, these two up on the balcony and like glares at them, but then finishes the finishes the song. Yeah, got you know got a reputation to uphold. It's a very like, while all this is happening, song. Pyramid is That's fiddling it. with the dirt bike outside. We don't see what that is. And a woman sucks um, Ragnar's nails. Yeah, he's got big long glove fingernails that on. Which I'm like, are they on the glove, or has he got holes in the end of his glove to get his big fingernails through? We'll never know. 
Either way, that it's not costume as well. So he's wearing a sort of like a fairly open bodice type costume. Um, that turns out that it's um, a, the person who played Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. She had that costume when she performed with Kiss in 1980. Oh, I've got great. written down. So that costume might be Gene Simmons. Oh, but I also, all the facts Cliff, Cliff, Peter Kwong, uh, also uh, did star in Wonder Woman. In 1977, oh. so it might be a link that way as well. It's, that's, Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's a whole. I it, just thought he did very well because the headpieces are yeah. always like they're meant to be really heavy. His entire yeah. career is in, oh, wearing like ridiculous stage gear, so I'm assuming he's got pretty strong yeah. neck muscles and stuff. Uh, Star Star Child is is now. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go and speak to Velvet and find out information that I can. He goes in to 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 meet them. He no, he goes and puts chewing gum. The tracking chewing gum on Hot Babe's car for some reason because he's already tracked her there. So yeah, I don't yeah. think that's ever followed up. Yeah, this is what confused me because then he uses it again, and I'm sure Cliff only. Well, the second one, one isn't the second one that he goes, he goes and meets Velvet, and he's like, "Oh, I'm a big fan. Can I have your autograph?" And Velvet goes, yeah. "Can you get me the ink off that desk?" And then goes, oh, at him. and he goes. Is that supposed to mean something? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the Star the Stargrove Gambit didn't pay off there, did it? That proper made me laugh. This is when I put down the pen and I was like, this is an awful film. I need to give it my full attention. He's amazed that that tactic doesn't work as well. Oh, no, it's, it's no. not Stargrove. It's respond. as if he wants laughs yes. to go, oh, me? Uh, while he's getting, uh, signing it or something, he puts some chewing gum with a, with a bugging device into like a moose's nose, is it? It's on the yeah, wall. Yeah, well, not like a one that's just wandering around. Like a wall. stuffed and mounted one on the wall. <laughs> and he leaves. Uh, he tries to make him kiss him, which, again, weird. Well, yeah. He dumb, leaves, yeah. and then he's lurking outside with a bin while... Yeah. yeah he's listening in. has got a bug detector from somewhere. <laughs> Always need one handy. And... I'm sure Pushes he's humming the, the Stargrove tune as well. well I mean, that would be mad, <laughs> wouldn't it? Do, 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 do. Doing all the things and stuff. Stargrove. <laughs> twirling up the trampoline um, Yeah, it, he... <laughs> he flushes it down the toilet, which causes massive feedback on the other end where Starlab is listening in, and he says, son of a bitch, which I've now got the oh. finish for, which is... I, like it. I, I, I hope they say it like that in Finland as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're gonna like right dick over there. He goes to get on his bike, wrong. and a big drunk punk rock bike dude is like, "This is my bike now." Gets on it, starts it. The bike explodes. All the health and safety punk rockers come out and put the fire out. Leather studded fire extinguishers and stuff. But they weren't needed because that punk was yeah, fine, as far as I can tell. He's blown off it. So even yeah. if Starlad was on it, he'd have been fine. He'd have just got a, <laughs> <laughs> a nasty shock. Yeah. Um, and a yeah, few singed but, hairs uh, and then, <laughs> not with smooth my balls well, not advertising <laughs> day, stop it. and then the next day he's riding another bike a sports bike uh, he yeah, takes he Cliff's too many bikes. he asks Cliff where he, um, he's going to take his I don't even think he asks him he just says I'm going to have your bike um, oh so he is he's tracking Hot Babe on the Stalker app Um um, yeah, he just. All oh, right, I wonder where he got that other bike from. But like, I just got another bike again. later on. And he says you may, he says you may not ever see it again. And I'm like, I'll be fuming. Okay. 
Like, I love you, you, Star Boy. Um, <laughs> and they're racing along, and there's a pretty good chase sequence here. To be honest, I quite enjoyed this. Oh, it's a bit over the yeah, top. It's it's good. So she's in her, I think it's a Porsche. He pulls alongside it, and then two bad uh, slags on horse bikes appear because. For some reason, all the bikes have got like carved wooden horses. Like a like a ship has like a a, a yeah. figure a figure head at the the prow front. So they're going for that early medieval theme, aren't they? Right oh now. yeah, I guess yeah. People have like ridiculous medieval stuff as well as like a mason well, and Remember time he pokes him with that axe instead of just swinging at him with it? It's unreal. I put it. It does shit all yeah. except unbalance. <laughs> Throw it at the front wheel. Really it's done better. Yeah, so they, they chase him oh, along, yeah. chase him along. Uh, Hot Babe does some good stuff, weaving in and out of a car, or even out of a... Incredibly fucking dangerous stuff of going... Yeah. That trick that everybody's learned by the 80s of, like, going into the middle Coming of the, the truck. Side. She, just, she pulls out... She looks incredibly calm under that truck as well. She's just chilling there. Just anyway. um, <laughs> did I leave the oven on? Oh. <laughs> That was why, why the truck driver is drinking scotch. On headphones. Country. Not through his radio. Mm. Maybe his radio's broken. That's because he can't hear what's right. going on behind. Lazy shorthand, yeah. Uh, she pulls out this massive Smith & Wesson like gun. That's 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 car gun. has one. It's in the glove compartment, yeah. Uh, and proceeds <laughs> to shoot the two guys that are gently poking Starboy on his bike. <laughs> Just gently like, oh, get off. Shoots them both. Uh, and then they pull over and have like a bit of a discussion. Yeah, so it starts out him apologizing to Hot Babe for um, getting angry when she said stuff about his dad earlier, which I thought was mm. totally reasonable. He jettisons Cliff's motorbike, doesn't even get told. Leaves it in it the just desert leaves it. with the keys in. <laughs> like Cliff later on, like, oh, that's what happened to me. Yeah, you weren't getting back, Cliff. Well, no, because. He's made that one. That's custom bike yeah. that he was working on. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Means yeah. nothing to him. Starboy just bikes. throwing other people's shit away, like yeah. Bit of a non sequitur here because they have that sort of, you know, denouement. You know, he apologizes and everything, clambers into the car, abandons <laughs> Cliff's motorbike, and then they start arguing in the car all over again about stuff about how stupid he is. Even though she's just been under a truck for no reason. Um, and she reveals that her family were saved by yes. Starbuck. Yes, had saved her and then no. I'm assuming had some sort of sexual relationship with her because she's very broken as a person. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, earlier he says that he screwed up and clearly yeah, his dad screwed her. But then, the... uh-oh, yeah. the cast of Mad Max Thunder Road <laughs> show up. <laughs> I'm trying to say someone's got a trident or something, you know. Uh, they surround them. Hot Babe fires the rest of the bullets in the gun and shoots some some random people, but there's just too many of them. They throw a big net over <laughs> and take her away. Put the thing with Froggy from always something. Put, put her in a, in a thing and drag her, take her away. And then they just bop Starboy on the head, I think, don't they? Because he wakes up at home yep. like that, yeah. uh, goes into the kitchen to wash his face, and then gets his face completely <laughs> mashed into the sink by two bad slags. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way of putting it. I, I don't know how he survives from that because they yeah. break the sink. And I'm sure the homeowner was like, "Well, that's a that's a Belfast sink. You know how hard they are to come by in America." <laughs> 
He's only got a little cut on his head from all his ramming into the thing. I didn't even give him time to And then he goes, eat this tomato! And starts feeding him with tomatoes. This baby tomato! I put up that you fucking hate that because it's a cherry tomato. I don't like cherry tomatoes. I don't like the stalk bit in the middle of tomatoes. No, tomatoes are fine. Well, so if I'm it said to me, eat a whole tomato, that would be more terrifying than yeah. a cherry tomato yeah. coming at me. They also whip him and ask him to kiss <laughs> my whip. <laughs> and they throw, they throw him around and it's clearly not him. It's a stuntman in a wig. <laughs> uh, they throw him into the cabinet where his dad's medal thing is. The same, the secret, no, the same logo that that woman had in her ear is on a thing. And he touches the coin and his karate powers activate. And he uses his, uh, his trampolining twirling skills to... My God, all those things, those coach well, taught me to do. The Stargrove theme uh, ticks in at the dramatic, point as well. Uh, yeah, do, 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 and he beats the living piss um... out of them both. <laughs> he throws one through a window, who survives, and then another one, he slaps about some more. And then finds out where they've took Hot Babe and then chucks him through the same window, but a bit higher so they get more destruction on that window as he goes out. They both get into their sort of June buggy thing. They've got a lot of those. And he just grabs a shotgun out of the thing and randomly starts firing. Quite brazenly. For no reason. Because they're well out of shotgun range at that point. He could have took a life there. Starboy quickly yes. learns that he likes killing. And he gets he's good at it as well. They all do. He then goes to his dad's <laughs> sexy below bed. And does he press a button or something? And it... No, so he drops the... Oh, drops the, the magic medallion. And it rolls into a specific crack in the floorboard, which opens up... Secret underground sex dungeon. shed. <laughs> I I paused it a lot at this point. It took me about five or six sittings, by the way. I've, yeah. I've I finished watching it today because that's a load of it. Um, Daddy had yeah. a purple heart. Uh, actually, it dates to 1978, and I tried to look up what that might possibly be, and it's either Lebanon or the Cold War generally. So there's a thing. Uh, he's got some silver stars. That's He's got a lot of them as well. And he's got what appears to be a Victorian locket in the middle of all of that. He's also got some signed portraits of LBJ, JFK, uh, lots of pictures of horses. And um, I've written something down that I don't quite fully understand. There was a lot. I put reading gnome. He's, he does. He does. He has a reading, gnome. A reading gnome. There's a gnome. <laughs> Good God, a gnome. Uh, he has just drawers full yeah. of guns as well, which is not safe. It's cool. Well, he just loves guns. guns. Stargrove uh, finds his flick knife and then raids his dad's confidential Looks it, goes, hmm, puts it back. Opens another one and goes, hmm, puts it back. Before the house <laughs> proximity detector goes off and the campest Power Ranger anyone has ever seen approaches on a bike. <laughs> it's as if yeah. Ronald McDonald had sex with a matador. <laughs> Uh, he he comes in with the what was it the flame blazer fire blazer fire he comes blazer. in with that but um, Starboy is too riggy. so he jumps off the balcony onto him because he's got his bike helmet on and he's like don't it's me your best friend Cliff let's kiss um, but <laughs> don't. 
he reveals that his dad sent them the disc and it was in that care package, which is why I was keen to yes. get that in earlier. Um, there's not any, there's no visual reference it's to it at all. Him. So it's clearly very it's lazy. It's a basic done. three and a half inch floppy, isn't it? Yeah. Ooh, uh. He says that the, um, it's necessary because the Ragnar's trying to poison the water forever. And then they're like, right, well, let's go and get Hot Babe then, because we know where she is. She's at the foundry that Oh, I thought it was a foundry that gently heats metal. <laughs> um, oh, this is where we meet, we meet Robert Englund, sorry, who's like, we need the disc to do this. Um, oh, he's right, that guy so he's that stuck near the big, the big blue wall thing, yeah. Terminals and yeah. talking about Diablo Canyon and yeah. poison They arrived and... at the, the hmm, I, w- I don't want to say smelter, because it's not really smelter, it's like the metal warmer-upper factory. And they've tied Hot Babe into either a trash compactor or like an incinerator or something. And they're like, tell us where the disc is. Oh, we'll set you on fire. And she goes, no. So they're going to set her on fire, which defeats the object of torture, doesn't it? Because you're not going to find out the information and she's dead. No. They're not yeah, good but it's at very slow-acting fire, in Well, it? no, because that needle goes right up into the orange, yeah. doesn't it? Like... So I was confused by the needle because it was a one-to-five needle. And I was like, what? Five degrees, uh, but it actually does say underneath in hundreds <laughs> or something. So yeah. So at this point, it passes. At the point they turn up, it's already on three hundred. Right, so she would be very dead. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, she's just going, oh, hey, star boy. Uh, well, no, because that's what we've been on... living in all week, and we're not. I dead, feel like I'm know. dead on the inside, but that's just <laughs> standard day to day living. <laughs> They take on the goons. Does anybody want to talk about Cliff's approach yeah, to taking on just the goons? Fucking shoots them off. Oh, Cliff! Now Cliff <laughs> uses the the flame blazer. He fires it, and it kicks fuck out of a wall. But <laughs> he's got a battle oh, noise. Oh, oh. <laughs> yep, that's the noise he makes. That's the, the noise that will instill fear in your enemies and confidence in your allies. That, yeah. <laughs> That's the noise of evolution. <laughs> when he's in the shopping mall, and he's going, Kaka, tuki, tuki. That's that noise. I, I believe that's the sound of an Irish monk being beheaded by a samurai. <laughs> no, that's a very different pitch. <laughs> it's not far off. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, fuck me. Welcome to Hallmark of Great Crystal Last Orders, where we just press <laughs> buttons and listen to... Oh, uh, what, the thingy one? Where he jumps off the ah. castle. Oh, no, that one's very different. You could make a song out of this. Yeah, we've got Christmas... And then go, Stark Grove, in the middle Stark of a... Grove. Stark Grove! <laughs> Christmas number one, that does introduce, though, it introduces the fact that he's got a very temperamental yes. fire blazer thing because it just goes Pew! after that and shoots out this little. But it still explodes. Thing. But whenever he yeah. whenever he it's fires it, because it's not clearly not an actual weapon, it's like someone pulling this explosive out the end of it with a bit of string. It tends to fire, hover in the air a second, and then go on its way, <laughs> which is uh, it's a fun thing. Yeah, but he <laughs> he shoots all the thing, then literally not. Concerned with conserving ammo at this point because they're just firing bullets willy nilly at anything that moves. Uh, and he beats up the guy outside the incinerator. Uh, she's not even sweating in this oven as well. No, and the needle is past five, meaning 500. So she would be a. 
pile of hot baby ashes at this point. <laughs> it doesn't actually say Fahrenheit or Celsius, so... It could be pressure, you don't know. Five. Well, they are trying to crush yeah. her at the same time, because I thought that was a bit of a weird double move. We're going to burn and crush uh, you. But he, yeah, he beats them up, he unleashes yeah. her, and then goes to take the chains off her, which should be 500 degrees hot. But no, they're fine. He just mm. takes them off. More goons appear. Uh, Cliff's gun is, is is absolutely wicked. And they, 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 they escape on his motorbike and they hijack one of the dune buggies, I believe. Yeah, they, they blast yeah. their way through the wall. That's it's just the answer to everything. Everyone in these films finds a wall. their way of releasing. <laughs> it's either kicking, punching, kicking again, or this. Um, they race off towards the bikes, the quad bike things, and there is a member of the crew just standing there watching oh, it with a t-shirt that. and jeans. He's <laughs> <laughs> just watching. Um, so that was a thing. And then it cuts to a meeting in a projector room with Carruthers and other Secret Service types. Yeah, chats with the big wigs mm-hmm. what I wrote at this point. And a statuette of a horse. Well, I don't know why it's there. It's like the whale <laughs> from Fatal Deviation. They're now staying in under surveillance. And oh no, they're going to be used as bait to lure out Ragnar. Yeah. Oh, in, in the, the sex cabin, cabin of sex. <laughs> we'll get to the sex cabin. <laughs> Star Dad is revealed to have said that there was a traitor yes. within the organization. So uh, they're all sort of. Especially each other and not the guy whose beard keeps falling off every three minutes. <laughs> Mr. Human. <laughs> and yeah, so then it cuts to Star Lab and Hot Babe hanging out in a garden of this sort of chalet. It's got like a weird thing. sort of, yeah, it's like a chalet. It's got like a weird patio bit at the side where she's sunbathing. They do really noisy Yeah, snobbing. that's gross. No, but there's all, there's all the bit before it. Oh, no, so she no, just tried no, to they, kiss him. They have yeah. noisy oh, yes, snogging yes, yes. first and then she's And he's she like, no, I'm not going where my dad's back. been, which is understandable. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> And then she's like, oh, but you will. Uh, yeah, he accuses her. I'm going to uh, do some. Rub cream I'm into my Lie down on this shazy longui and then rub cream in my thighs and then on my top and then muck about with my garden hose for a while. Well, she takes her top off and he goes and gets an apple because everyone, every man knows that is the way to calm down an erection. Go and eat an apple. Because he's not boiling. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she, think, she takes a bikini top off at that point and he drops the apple and he fucks off and goes and gets another apple and that's the point where he comes out and she's all like, oh, look at me in this sexy hose I'm playing with my hose well, She's party. washing off the lotion that she's just applied as well. That was useless. He emerges with a Brit Vic at one point as well. I'm stuff from the kitchen. Do you want this apple? Put your top on, Miriam. <laughs> There's a... Fucking weird bit as well where they intersperse different scenes. Oh, really? This is uh, they're going to go and do with sex. Um, oh my god, I just had an epileptic seizure watching this. I thought it was to weed out the epileptics. Yeah, it was so fast. They do like a very long and horrible sex scene where you. I yeah, but we've got it. sexy yeah. jazz music, but we can't hear them yeah. snogging at this. You do point, see her boobs in it because, of course, you have to. In this thing, plus she seemed desperate yeah. to get him on camera. Was, I, I think she like I remember reading that she was a singer, like a pop singer. 
Yeah, we'll get to And then that. she's like, we'll get, get my back out in this film. She's a she's a minor star. Ah, this, uh, this was on the ups. Um, a girlfriend right. of princes. Well, who hasn't? Yeah. yeah, vanity. Her name is was. Sorry, she's uh, she's no longer mm. with us. But um, yeah, this whole sequence, by the way, I skipped through it, and I'm really glad I did because I measured from where Cliff and Carruthers were spying on them with binoculars and everything to the end of that sex scene was four minutes twenty six seconds which is about three minutes longer than Jim Bennett walking <laughs> along with a fat tune playing over the back of it. And that felt like yeah, a yeah. fucking yeah. effort. Yeah. It just Jim goes on and on and on for ages. And I was like, um, this is, yeah, this is... Very... He was wearing white trousers, though, which is brave. Hmm. Again, he's young, <laughs> he's probably fine with it, yeah. <laughs> seems to take a closer look because they've gone inside rubbing their hands with glee. Uh, and decides to take an inconspicuous helicopter to yep. do that, <laughs> just in case Ragnar um, might be around watching. And then at that point, somebody stows Cliff's head in. Uh, it turns out to be pirate punk. Or um, yes, pyramid pyramids there because then Captain Beardface comes into the house with a lot of other people and some lookalikes after they've done. Yeah, I got yeah. very confused by after the they've stuff done a sex. Part. They're lying in so... bed, and he says, "We should do it again." <laughs> And then Beardface and some lookalikes come in, and he's like, "This looks familiar." It's like the worst pun. Oh yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, he's put then they're in the house. They look nothing like him as well, but they're walking about outside. So Carruthers is fine with it because he's like, "All right, they've been and gone and done it." They're back outside, get some fresh air and a smoke. But they're then on a helicopter with Beardface. So the whole point was to say to the army, so. This is where it's revealed that Carruthers is not all that he appears. But the army are also there. There's like an army general or somebody with a meathead face. So the whole idea is that they're going to go down with a chopper to check on them. But then they switch them and everything appears to be fine. They take off in a helicopter. It's not the best plan because if you were Ragnar looking in on it, you'd be like, well, there's a fucking army there. I'm not going to do anything. But Shit trap, in it? Takes a, he goes, ha, surprise, it's me in the helicopter. And I was like, this what? is my single he best. Actually, <laughs> he rolls his eyes this. back in his head and goes, surprise, surprise. <laughs> and it turns out yeah. it was Ragnar all along, Commander Beardface. Can I, can I do my bit here? Because he takes off his aviators to show his, uh, his eyeliner. He says he's Ragnar by saying, I'm Ragnar. He's laughing all this time as well. He strips off his facial hair, laughing and going, you know, like, it's me sort of thing. Looks a little bit like Amy Winehouse at that point. Uh, and he rips off his wig to reveal his own hair. And then at only this point, Hot Babe says, oh, my God, it is Ragnar. <laughs> right. She's quick on right. the uptake. The lack of beard and the eyeliner I could have forgiven, but no, now he's put the wig on. No, no, no. <laughs> They take him to the quarry where Ragnar has like a weird throne made of exhaust or something. I wasn't quite sure. And he's like, oh, my little, what is it, poo puppets and all this sort of weird stuff. He's like, now we will... Oh, he takes the disc out of Cliff's bike as well at this point, doesn't he? Because one of the army guys says, oh, there's something wrong with your saddlebags or something. And he's like, oh, no, it's meant to be like that. And then they steal it out of that. So he has the disc now. Uh, they're just waiting for some reason. I can't remember. Yeah. 
Well, they've got to bring him out in a cage. Go for some entertainment. It brings them out in a cage, and they're all throwing food at him and leaping on it. They drag him out. Someone threatens Hot Babe with a rubber snake. Really, rubber snake. (laughs) Going like that with it, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kill you now." Um, I I just want to point out some of the dialogue that Ragnar, Velvet Ragnar Carruthers, says, "Shit on modesty and gorge it back." Doesn't make sense. Uh, savor your master and mistress of the shit heap, you worms. I also noted his, his bell, uh, his whip has got bells on it. Can't see any need Best for that. Uh, and he also says, he also says, orgasm, you turdy revelers. <laughs> Which the Finnish <laughs> helpfully translated <laughs> as orgasmica starsteinen jovlaki. Which is probably not how you pronounce any of it. Oh, and he hands yeah, out some he throws like a big well. handful That's of pills from a muffin word. tray. Yeah. <laughs> Half of it. So he's, he's like a sort of uh, non-union him, him and Joe, isn't he, from Fury Road, isn't he? Yes, holding on to the water. He's going to kill him, and Starboy says, no, no, let me fight uh, Pyramid there, you bum boy. I think he calls him or something, doesn't he? Uh, he calls him a Japanese fruit fly. Such peace. Yeah, he basically insinuates yeah. that he, uh, he he's the one that takes it from Ragnar. Yeah, from this point, the, the dialogue yeah, takes it gets a very non-progressive at this point. I mean, it was yeah. never brilliant. <laughs> By the way, Hot Babe was about to get raped. Yeah, several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just yeah. lost the hook of that. So it's not terrible. They did threaten her with a rubber snake, which is in a Ragnar way worse. <laughs> Especially in 500 degree heat. In a, in a quarry. Yeah. Um, yeah. He says to take them, my puppies, and Ugh. grind them well. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's, yeah, Star Lab says that he yeah, wants a one on one with Pyramid so that he's got a chance with a real man, homoerotic undertones. So then there's a death match. Uh, Star Lab kicks him. He does that um, sort of Jackie Chan thing where he yeah, runs yeah. his body, he kicks him in the head, and then flips, which is cool. Um, and then grabs another assault rifle and then just starts shooting <laughs> indiscriminately at the, the crowd. <laughs> one guy was like, it's, I've only been here one day, I don't know what the plan is. <laughs> he does this at the same time as an army, army chopper turns up. That guy with that, thing, with that, uh, uh, that, that, that machine gun thing on there, he's having a waste of a time, that lad. He's <laughs> randomly, indiscriminately firing. He, he was there at Waco as well, I'll bet. Yeah. Um, they also the, the punks don't help themselves by stacking all the explosive barrels next to one another. Never played a computer game. Red barrel explosive. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they all try and get away very slowly. Uh, apart Ragnar. from some of them who are still loyal to, to Ragnar at this point, and mm, yeah. he goes to speak to Robert England, who's like, "Oh, we can activate the thing remotely. It's all in this big silver briefcase. Take it with you. I'll stay here and not do anything." So, yeah, I don't Ragnar. know what that was all about. Well, he's done his bit. He don't want to get involved. Ragnar goes and gets in like a big um, articulated lorry and drives off. Hot Babe and Starboy push through, and the army pour over the cutter. I put. Yeah. It was like that, yeah. And there's like jeeps running into it, and like that would be useless for like ground. One guy does do anyway. the. Ground position from the Irish, the, the German lad from um, Thingy, that made me laugh. Uh, then he gives chase on his motorbike 
Uh, Ragnar is in the thing trying to activate it, but he's out of range. His password, um, his is... password is the end. Got in it, uh, yeah. I slowed it down to half speed to get the password because I thought it was going to be something cool, yep. and then it just shows yep. up. Anyway. It's very polite tech, though, because it's like, thank you for yeah. inserting your password. <laughs> Insert. <laughs> and he drives up to this dam uh, where it's where the, the, the water is going to be mixed with the rain. Again, we've learned, we've learned one thing from this film. It's don't store two things next to each other that shouldn't be stored next to each other, such as grenades and yeah, petrol, or petrol and more <laughs> petrol, or water and radiation. <laughs> Um, uh, this dam ha actually has a name. It's called Big Tajunga Dam Number One. It is, yes. On the side. That's a great name for a dam. I don't know. I, I prefer Big Tajunga Dam Number Three. That's my favourite of all the Big Tajunga. Well, <laughs> that's the George Lazenby of Big uh, Yes, then he runs off, and then he like sort of lies in wait, giggling to himself. <laughs> He's, he comes out with a lot of weird stuff. He, he says to the thing, because he's out of range, he goes, picky, picky. Which is um, he's chuckling to himself. He arrives at the dam and says, I win. <laughs> picks up a crowbar and waits. Oh, he picks up a crowbar. Picks up a handful a of flowers and like flounces off across the top of the dam with them. Hides around the corner of this, this office building that's there for some reason. And Starboy appears on his bike and drives it. Does he drive the bike down the dam? Or does he just start? He, he drives it along. Yeah, he crowbars, he drops uh, the the wheel. Off, he flips off it. it. And then the motorbike goes yes, down the dam. Yeah. Uh, and oh. I, put, I must have been really sad at this point because I put so many bikes <laughs> lost. That's the third one. <laughs> but the way he skids, he ends up hanging off the edge of the dam, but that's not the way no, he skidded not. off his bike. <sighs> and I was like, how's he got let there? Get, let me get damn fight. Yeah, Ragnar explains that he's a hermaphrodite and therefore he's male and female and therefore better. And Starlad says that he's actually only half of each, but he's yeah. a whole man. Uh, and I was like, you. Yeah, I mean, like, he's going through some stuff. Well, he's had sex now, hasn't he? So he is, yeah. he's a whole man. Uh, I think at this point, Ragnar yeah. says, well, you're never too young to die. And then they, they fight and fight on top of this thing. Starlab bites Spinning his jump, roly poly. Bites his tit, yes. Which I always like, I don't like that. Uh, he tries to he tries to stick his big <laughs> tongue in his mouth again. again with, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tries to get Ragnar to deprogram the device. Um, and he, he says it can't be done. And then he says, you really are like a So not only does he after. hate men, oh. hermaphrodites and women... <laughs> But his love with Cliff is, is pure. <laughs> Starboy ends up dangling off the dam and Again. Ragnar is like tapping his fingers with the crowbar and doing like a villain's speech. All safety issues were, you know, I, I wasn't on the edge of my seat because, because oh, there was clearly see the safety line holding you on. But then in a moment of brilliance, Starboy remembers all his Twirling training, twirling, twirling, uh, and hurricanes <laughs> him off the top of the dam. He gets his legs around his head and like flips him off the dam. Uh, a dummy in transvestite clothing. Oh. He, he might, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> you mean that wasn't James Hunt? Got, the amount of <laughs> shit they chucked off that dam, I bet that's still there in the water, that motorbike. <laughs> off there. You got anything you want to dump an old mattress or out? Chuck it off here, it's fine. Starlad stabs him with his own finger. Oh, yeah. And then him yeah, off, yeah. That was excruciating. I hated that as well. Yeah, I yeah. hated that. Um, Hot Babe casts in the Explodinator. Which she's been carrying in the helicopter nearby, uh, because Starlad uh, doesn't want to. Uh, he can't deprogram it. He can't do anything. So he thinks just fucking destroy the device. All the stuff is um, activated. So he does that thing as well. Yeah, and it's moving in slow motion. So he shoots the thing, and it just goes Ew! and like this little <laughs> bead of yep. light just plops out. Um, so it's clear that the Explodinator isn't doing it much anymore. So how does he resolve the situation? He yeets both of them off the um, off the dam, but clear <laughs> five seconds apart from each other. So one of them would be like exploding Gene Simmons and the bike, and the other one would. But they collide in midair. I all I can say is that he didn't cheat on his trigonometry <laughs> exam because he got yeah. that fucking spot on. Time to save the world. Yeah. It explodes, and apparently exploding the device is enough to cancel the, the tip the radiation yeah. into the water command that it had. <laughs> they arrive back at the army base. And then it's, yeah, the final final scene, really. Where there's the general. I don't think the general's ever really like, introduced, generic so I general know man, yeah. was. He offers him and Cliff a job, but not no. hot babe. Because he says, uh, like, there's always going to be situations like this. And he's like, nope. Going back to school, and then hot babe. There's always going to be situations with you know hot babe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Uh, hot babe's like, oh, you think you can go back to English 101 now after this? And he's like, yep. Peace. <laughs> Him and Cliff get in the June buggy. Like, can we borrow a car? They give him the June buggy because they don't want that, and they just take it for a razz around on the field. <laughs> yeah, so he's sort of like. I thought, and it would have been a stronger ending if they just ended yeah. it there with him dumping her. But yeah, they, they, they rattle around a tree and come again. back and they're like, come on, love, get in. Only joking. <laughs> and then they drive off while Stargrove probably plays in the background. No, what it's babe? a song called oh. Never ah, Too mate, Young to Die. Yes. I didn't listen to and that. That's, and then <laughs> it, it ends. It's not as good as Stargrove, mate. No, it's not a good Stargrove. <laughs> No, but I just want to point out as well that Hot Babe's last line was about going and seeing Ragnar's corpse. Yeah. Because you just got to or something. What are you suggesting? That we go and fuck up a corpse? What's wrong with you? Genitals and see what it's like. Just left her. (laughs) And and that, ladies and gentlemen, was never too young to die on a scale of, was it one to 15 of various shades of (laughs) Fabio's? Yeah. Fabio. Many shades of Fabio. Fabio. <laughs> How many Fabios of what colour would you give this? <laughs> this was quite clearly a three oh, golden Fabio yeah. situation. I really enjoyed this film to the point I didn't make many notes. As soon as the gross. action kicked off, my notes went out the window because I'm like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> you need that for math. I was going to give it um, one gold Fabio, but because of the dodginess of it, especially in that final third, where it just is anti-LGBT and hermaphrodites for no reason at all, and fucking up corpses, I'm going to bust that down to uh, 
three silver Fabios. Okay. I'm going to go with one yeah. gold Fabio because, apart, like you said, apart from the third act, it was cracking. It had everything. It had a, a bar where you couldn't get served. It had exploding bikes that do no damage <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. It was tremendous. And also, those two guys that beat him up in the house, they should have their own show. <laughs> like a cookery show. Uh, yeah, that was, that was that. It's time for... So that was... Uh... Too, never too young, never to too die. young to die old or whatever uh, 1986 uh, that was the same year that brought us Top Gun Crocodile Dundee Karate Kid Part 2 um, Aliens Ferris Bueller's Day Off which I felt this had a very strong vibe of Ferris Bueller just with Cliff I think I was going to yeah. say if Ferris Bueller went and met her Ferris Bueller died, too Ferris Bueller played out the same off. way <laughs> goes to the Kawanga Wanga Dam. Number two. <laughs> it had a budget of Ooh. three million, three million dollars, which is seven point five million dollars. Well or just over five no. no, it wasn't. Just over five million pounds. It made back at the theatres. It had a theatrical opening at seventy five theatres and grossed just one one hundred and twenty nine thousand five hundred and eight dollars. So that three million dollars is all there on screen. You can see it. Yeah, you can see it being wasted and all the motorbikes that are going off down. They exploded a load of stuff. They lost three bikes. <laughs> for art. Can you imagine? Uh, so for that money, for for just over five million, I've broken this down. You could order the Gene Simmons home experience for 108 consecutive days. You got so, what um, Gene Simmons home experience is. You might be wondering what the Gene Simmons home experience is. It costs you, I've got it up here on the screen, it costs you, um, well, it's scaled in price. Um, Gene Simmons will come to your house for 50K and just do whatever you want, <laughs> uh, apparently. Um, he will give you stuff from his vault. That sounds fairly dodgy, but it's probably all the props from this. And yeah, he'll just come to your doorstep, spend two hours hanging out with you and up to 25 of your closest friends, which is very specific. Very bold of him to assume I have 25 closest well, friends. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's pre-COVID, isn't it? <laughs> you can also, I thought, um, you like, sort of channeling Cliff, you might also want to create an army of robotic dogs, uh, 45,000 strong, which are on Amazon for just shy of 200 quid, and they're walking, self-balancing, ball tracing, face recognition software, ultrasonic ranging, and have a camera. Okay. I thought I was yeah, well, I'd like an army of dogs. Uh, Still want my army of crows, but we're working yeah. on that. Well, I mean, it could be like a butler to your dog Sam, <laughs> really. He does know himself, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like a monkey thing. I just thought it just spend the whole lot on an island, and you could make it like into a fight island, just like in the last film. Um, so I had a look for islands from privateislandsonline.com. You can get Big Gull Island in Alaska for three million. Loud Island. In oh, Michigan I don't want to go there. Three point two million. And the worst one of all that I came across was Villa Innocence in the British Virgin Islands for three point five million. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're shaking your uh, head, but you're right. No. Say yes. I think that isn't that where like Epstein and all them lot. It, yeah, it does have a very yeah, strong Epstein no, no. vibe about it. It's full of yeah, pyramids. Yeah, he was in the pyramids. Yeah, it's like a there's like a weird well, thing anyway, with pyramids and like sexual five. energy and stuff. Apparently, it's one of them weird new age things. Yeah. So actually, you know, with like the big gull island in Alaska, for three million, you could probably populate that with. Your oh, like that weird Japanese cat island that's just all cats, feral cats on it, but robotic dogs. You got to go there every day and change all the batteries in them. Oh, never end, would it? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a Greek myth? I don't know. So, working on this, uh, the director was uh, Jill Bettman. It was a, just a regular jobber. Worked on Knight Rider, Twilight Zone, and Fall Guy. Story was by Stephen Port. Yeah, there was a story there. He's got a very weird sort of backstory. He's got he's responsible for films such as Baby Geniuses, no, Super Babies, yeah. Baby Geniuses 2. Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby and the Karate Dog. Yes. It's not robotic, though. <laughs> Just a regulation no. novel dog that does karate. Yeah, he's the... It's a regulation. Apparently, it's he's the, he's the entire writer of the Baby Geniuses series. Yeah, there's like five or six of them. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Um, th there was a screenplay as well. Uh, Anthony Foots, only four writing credits, and it shows. <laughs> Um, and then I got onto the cast and I thought, know about George Lazenby, know about Gene Simmons, I'm not going to do them, I'm going to look at everybody else. John Stamos uh, wrote a lot about this film. He said, um, I just thought, this is my shot, a young James Bond. And I thought it was going to be the biggest breakthrough. I'm done with TV, I'm going to be a movie star. And then I did that piece of shit, he oh, said. It's all right. He took he took uh, gym lessons to get Twirling. that good. Uh, he, he did he did do a lot of that himself. He broke his ankle doing that, so there's a thing. And he also said the movie found a buyer at the 1985 American film market, but it bombed upon release. It was hard to find in theaters, but was playing at a nearby drive-in. I brought a chick, he said. It didn't. It didn't do any good. Why would you take <laughs> someone to go and watch you in a film anyway? That's so tacky. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, he later found fame on, uh, I think, very next year on uh, ABC's sitcom yeah. Full House, uh, which also starred Hallmark megastar Candice yep. Cameron Bure. So I, I think like a few people from that, because it's like that American sort of cushy, sitcom, late yeah. 80s, early 90s thing, they just harvest that for future stars of Hallmark, for the yeah. Hallmark machine. Danger was Vanity, uh, real name Denise Matthews, minor 80s pop hit with Nasty Girl. Um, I don't know, half of you all know. Um, she was Prince's girlfriend for a time. I think uh, all the songs were released under Vanity 6, and it was oh, all okay. written by him. Um, she had a drug overdose in 1994 after the haze of the 1980s and decided to become an evangelical Christian. Uh, and she died in 2016. Uh, John Stamos said at the cast meet and greet at dinner held for the Cinerama in the held at the Cinerama Dome in Hollywood, the nasty girl singer put her hand down my pants before appetizers started coming out. He recalls, she completely seduced the shit out of me. Did he not have an apple hand there? <laughs> <laughs> Besides the waiter, can um, you get me I, an apple? Apparently, 
Apparently, he got more and more irritated by her as the shoot went on because she was just insane. Kept playing with the props and stuff like that. And I think she was in a weird death drive. That'd be why she wanted to get her baps out so bad then, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I think there was a thing in the early 90s. She, Before she became an evangelical Christian, she said that she wasn't going to star in sexualized roles anymore and then just ran out of work. So I think yeah, I think it was a seedy sort of oh, industry to be a part of, in fairness to her. I don't think going out with Prince um, was you. She, la- yeah. she later... She later went out and burned everything that she owned, including loads of like rare Prince stuff. Yeah, she had a hell of a time. Oh yeah, Pyramid as well was played by Ed Brock. Probably not his real name. That was his only act- acting oh. credit, unfortunately. And then lastly, Peter Kwong was playing Cliff. He starred in Bleed and everything. TV appearances, as I said, in Wonder Woman. He was also in an episode of The A-Team, Miami Vice, MacGyver. He later starred in Full House with Stamos. King of the Hill. He did an episode of King of the Hill. A video for Ed Sheeran that I can't fully place on his resume. Uh, and he was also in Curb Your Enthusiasm for like... Ah, oh, so he's a well. jobber. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's um, he's he's starred in some interesting mm. films. Police Story, colon, Gladiator School in 1988. Sorry. Um, something called Gleaming the Cube, which is about skateboarding. Yeah, I've seen that. It's got a very interesting trailer. And uh, Steel oh, Justice. That sounds good. <laughs> Steel is an ex cop and Vietnam vet who is determined to bring down Quan, former South Vietnamese general and now a rich and powerful drug lord. It's got an excellent poster. And then my favourite one was Big Trouble in Little China, 1986. Yeah. Have you never seen Big Trouble in Little China? I've oh, never seen that. Mate, that yeah. sounds amazing. Well, it's it's, it's yeah, really it good. Amazing. It's um, Kurt Russell. It's Kurt Russell and what's she called? The last from Sex in the City. Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall's in it as well as as when she was young and attractive before she went all slack. I'll call that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also studied Northern Shaolin Kung Fu, and it, as a result, he does many of his own stunts. Uh, and he does sort of like Tai Chi Chuan oh, and stuff like that. He sounds like a legitimate kind of awesome cool But when he's doing his Tai Chi, does he make this noise? <laughs> when he's attacking people. <laughs> that's his signature. Right. When, yeah. that's, when you hear that sound, you've got minutes to live. <laughs> <laughs> Six Semper James Bats. Like you should have ended on finish, really. Oh, mate, yeah, you balls that up. <laughs> I've learned so much. And now I know how to say shit balls in finish. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, Michael O, five stars out of five, 2010. Let me break down why this movie is fucking awesome. John Stamos plays himself as he tries to stop a power mad hermaphrodite, Gene Simmons, complete with fake tits, from taking over the world. You're going to get mullets galore, ninjas, barbarians, Robert England, a sometimes coax-up vanity, a really out-of-place George Lazenby cameo, 
a plucky Asian sidekick, and Gene Simmons trying to seduce Stamos with a super creepy special effects hermaphrodite boobs. He's very fixed I on mean... his boobs. So unbelievably bad, <laughs> it comes back on itself and ends up in Citizen Kane's territory. <laughs> territory. Have mercy. Have mercy. <laughs> He's right. It does circle back around for being so shite, it gets good again. <laughs> yep. I will it's legitimately brilliant. probably watch this like once a year. Just because, yeah, it's one of the films you go back on the anniversary of this. No, it's one of the ones yeah. you just. Oh, it's one of the ones you tell people you got. You need to watch this. It's great. Yeah. Yep. Right, and because Joe it likes a bit of a a good name instead of just standard names for reviews, oh, this on. one is by nice. Meow Minx. Two out oh, of five. Meow Minx. Twenty seventeen. <laughs> you Minx. <laughs> After school special. Acrobat Boy Rambo versus the cackling evil. Oh, I'm focused in on that. Have I'd a love to... bar. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just people like criticism. you and me. <laughs> but better. Because <laughs> you're a whole man. <laughs> uh, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall when this bizarre mess was brainstormed. It's essentially what you might get if you were to take on 80s kids after school special about a sullen outcast teen, Lance. Discovering his inner strength to save the day. Crossbred it with a 70s post-apocalyptic action film. Then tossed in Robert England in a part, in a bit part. Gene Simmons as a cackling psycho hermaphrodite called Velvet and produced the whole mess in a shoestring budget, most of which was seemingly dedicated mm-hmm. to hairspray. The result is watchable enough to avoid falling all the way down to one star, but only because I find it amusing to stare in disbelief at a low-budget cinematic... Three million, wreck. mate. Wasn't that low budget? Three million. Yeah. Also, interesting use of tossed. Yeah. Uh, again, Robert England doesn't. He has like six six lines in the whole thing. He's not. Robert England will will and appear in anything. They're all, they're all just picking yeah. out this. I yeah. think you're right. Like I said, genuinely thought this was great. The, of all the films we've done, this is this is up there in terms of greatness. And then I like to end on a snappy one. So this is Hal J. Five out of five. Again, Banking. 2017. Never too young to lull. <laughs> Stamos's hair and Vanity's chest should have been given top billing to share. Brackets, if you dislike this film, you have no soul. End bracket. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing what I know about Vanity, that makes yeah. it slightly sadder that she was like chinged up all the time. But yeah. And then Horny uh, Kev. Oh, fucking Horny Kev's back. <laughs> Joe, is this you? I think, I think he was one of the punks. He, he is the guy who wrote the entire lyrics out to the Stargrove song. Tremendous on work. No way. Oh, oh he didn't write the song. I thought he was going to say they no, wrote it. <laughs> right, so after he's, after he's done the, the lyrics, he says... This should have been released as a single. It should have been number one on Billboard's charts for months. Absolute yep. perfection. And Gene L. Simmons should have won an Oscar for the best performance yep. in 86. Absolute genius. I haven't seen this movie in over 10 years, but it still sticks in my mind. Gene sticking his middle finger on Vanity's chest and manically shouting out, Stargrove! <laughs> the gay dance sequences. The unrequited love of poor Cliff for his Mondo studly friend and hero. Gene's performance of it takes a man like me to be a woman like me. Some of these lyrics, 
of which were so good, incidentally, that Gene recycled and used in the song Spit on the album okay, Revenge. Must be, yeah, it must be a I'm yeah. gonna say kiss, yeah. This whole movie rocks. I can't believe it is out of print and I can't believe it isn't available in digital format yet. You can't go wrong with this movie. Well, well not the thing was, it was lost for a long period of time and then they... That was in 2003, yeah. Um, yeah. And the films not brought the films. Uh, No, and then again, um, someone <laughs> someone found an old reel of it and released it digitally and stuff and yeah, it, it has become like a, a, a cult sleeper really? film now because it's tremendous, isn't it? Oh, and Kev... He might be horny, but he speaks the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got horns uh, on his helmet. He's one of the. Yeah. He played oh. pyramid. He played pyramid. He's one of them. <laughs> uh, this week's podcast of greatness is from the podcast that wouldn't die. Welcome to the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. What up? What up? Each week, we'll explore the classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a little comedic twist. We will ask those important questions like, why don't they get out of a haunted house the first time they see the ghost or the demon? Why do people feel like, hey, there's been a spooky disappearance, but I'm going to investigate myself, even though I have no investigative background? Or, why didn't I realize I was dead the whole time? These important questions and many others we will get to the bottom of. So check us out each week at the podcast that wouldn't die. Be there or be square. Oh my god, he yeah, was dead that's the, whole the podcast time. that wouldn't die each week. Different horror films um, dissected and and stuff. They did a very good episode on Hard Candy. Which is not an easy film to make funny. Because, yeah, yeah. Oh, if you want to see a man have his balls cut off. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that it wasn't. That thing. <laughs> uh, it wasn't with that. <laughs> it wasn't with that. But, yeah, go and give them a listen. Um, in conclusion, that was Never Too Young to Die. Uh, can I have your favorite quotes? Oh, my God. It is Ragnarok. <laughs> 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 That's enough for that. <laughs>